shit and paper on this player haters old news money on the other line so i'm not ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another edition of i'm not gonna hold you it's episode 16 as you can see i'm on a uh, location uh i am here in chicago uh i am not in beautiful los angeles i am in frigid chicago illinois this week uh out here covering the bears just got done covering bears niners last week I mean, this past Sunday, heading up to Pittsburgh this Sunday to cover Bears Steelers up in Steel City, Pittsburgh. So I wanted to give you all an episode because next week we're not going to have an episode. I'm going to be traveling back to Los Angeles. So, you know, want to give you all something. Didn't want to go two weeks with no content, with no uh, episode, no content. But as usual, you know, I'm your host, Scott. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Barbershare. Scott, you can follow the Barber's Chair Network at Barber's Chair Net on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash Barber's Chair Network. You know, we've got the 79th and Hallis, uh videos up on there, summer sessions, which is strictly a pod on uh, the Patreon now. And uh, look out, man, for me, Mariano, and Dante. We're going to be doing some Patreon content, bought online, and a third pick. So, you know what I'm saying? Stay tuned with that. And of course, follow HB Media, HB Media TV on Twitter and HB Media on Instagram, man. So let's just get right into it, man. I'm going to start off with my sound off, man. There's a lot of things I could have sounded off on this week. I'm going to start off with former Bull Scotty Pippen. Scotty's really like, I used to be a huge Scotty Pippen fan. Anybody in Chicago who grew up in the 90s, you know, we all worshiped those Bulls teams. That was a point in my life I was a bigger Scotty Pippen fan than I was Michael Jordan. I think a lot of it because I was a kid and Scotty Pippen, you know, I'm Scott, he's Scotty. You know what I'm saying? It was the same name, basically, man. I just really loved Pip and just how he defended and, you know, really, you know, helped that team win championships. But I feel like the last couple of years, Scotty has been going through – a uh, midlife crisis, you know what I'm saying? You know, he backtracks a lot. I always say his opinion on Michael Jordan depends on what the day is. Same thing with LeBron. And his opinion on LeBron depends on what the day is. We've had times where he's come on TV, especially when he was uh, one of the co-hosts on The Jump, and he would say LeBron's the greatest player of all time. And then people ask him, is LeBron the greatest player of all time? He said, come on, LeBron can't touch Michael Jordan. So it's been really, like, hot and cold over the last couple of years. And it's just been real irritating. Of course, we know the situation with Future and his wife, and we're not going to get into all of that, but we all know what's been going on with that situation. But now, over the last year, year and a half since the, uh, you know, since the last dance got released on ESPN last May, and I think I, that's one. I think that was one of the few things about the pandemic that was enjoyable. Anybody going on Twitter doing those Sundays watching the last dance. And if you're somebody who grew up in Chicago or somebody who was old enough to remember those days, it was kind of like we were reliving the glory days and the Bulls. And if you're somebody who's young and you didn't know that much about Michael Jordan and the 90s Bulls, you got put on game with this series. And he came out and he had a problem with the way he was portrayed. You know, you know, there was a couple things wrong with what I had couple things wrong with the comments he was saying number one it was a michael jordan documentary but michael jordan and the bulls it wasn't a, a bulls history documentary it was michael jordan and the bulls and to be completely honest i think that the other bulls got enough shine i think the only compliment only you know cons- you know problem i had with it was i feel like they should have included scotty telling uh carl malone you know mailman don't deliver on sundays at the free throw line in game one of the 97 finals Besides that, I think they pretty much, you know, portrayed Scotty and the rest of that team properly. 
you know, Scotty had pretty much his own whole episode, episode two. You know, we know we got the Steve Kerr episode, you know, in episode seven, you know, comparing, you know, his his father's death to Mike's father's death and how that all blended. You got we got interviews from Judd Bushler, nigga, like you all the team, all the, you know, guys pretty much got their shine. And the, the problem that Scotty has here, you know, he says that Michael Jordan's a bad teammate. You know, he, you know, he used that that documentary to to, to you know to gas him up and to downplay his teammates. First of all, nobody said Michael Jordan was a good teammate. As as far as us, as far as fans and stuff, a lot of great players aren't bad, aren't good teammates. But what's also funny about that, if you go back to Scotty Pippen's uh, Hall of Fame induction, which was eleven years ago in two thousand ten, and who was inducted him. It was Michael Jordan. He also went up there, damn near in tears, saying that he was the best teammate he ever had. So is it Uchiwali or is it one Mike? Just one of the many times that Scotty flip-flopped. And I'm getting I'm getting honestly tired about this shit, man. And then he went in there, talked about his issues with John Paxson and how John Paxson never did him wrong. And I'm the last person on planet Earth who's going to defend John Paxson. But if you look at the, the job that John Paxson gave him as a team ambassador, he wanted to be sitting there and draft me. It's like, you're the fucking ambassador. Your job is to sit there, go to games, you know, go to foundations and kind of like be a spokesperson for the team to the public. You know, and, you know, he's getting upset about that. Like, why they didn't give him his input on roster? You're not in the front office. You're the fucking team ambassador. It's like how they, that's how Horace Grant is one, how Bob Love is one, how they just named Joe Kim Noah one. You're not going to see Joe Kim Noah in the, in the, you know, in the draft room with AK and Mark Eversley this upcoming year. So that's me. He had unrealistic expectation. Then he said they sent him on a scouting job and he kind he tried to, you know, you know, try to give himself credit for finding Jabari Parker, which is hilarious because number one, Jabari Parker was a Duke at the time. Everybody with eyes knew who Jabari Parker was. Everybody in Chicago knew who Jabari Parker was when he was in high school with Simeon. If he's going to take credit for that, I'm going to take credit for finding, for finding Zion Williamson since I own the TV. It's just, it's just ridiculous stuff like that. And if you also look at, you know, the comments about Tony Kukoc and, you know, the comments about Phil Jackson, I'm not here to say whether or not Phil Jackson is racist or not. You know, like I said, I don't give white people the benefit of the doubt. He just might be. And we've also heard comments from Shaq and other people about, you know, Phil might be in a racist. That is that that is whatever. But the comments he said about Tony and really just kind of disrespecting Tony's talent. When you're the one who quit on your team, you're the one who quit on your team. You know, he's going out there. If you, if you were he wants to me, he wants equal respect as Michael Jordan. And that's asinine. I think Scotty is Scotty Pippen is the most underrated yet overrated player in NBA history. It's really kind of ridiculous. I'm not mad at Scotty for wanting credit, but if you think you're gonna get the same amount of credit as Michael Jordan, it's crazy. Like, like what, what are we really doing here, bro? Whatever problems you have with Michael Jordan, you need to go out there and speak with Michael Jordan. He was mad about Mike getting paid 10 million dollars and they got nothing. The documentary is about him, it's not about you. Why would you get 10 million dollars? And so you know, they even had, you know, reports came out today from different outlets about him doing an interview for the book and, you know, him not remembering what he put in the book and storming offset. And it's like, what are we really doing here, bro? Like, what what is the is is the is the end game is the end game here for Scotty? And and to me, he's not doing himself any favors. You want to be out there and be remembered as a great member of this team and a great NBA legend. Which Scotty is a great player. I'm not finna sit here and shit on on Scotty as a player. He was great, but at the same time. If he wanted to be on the same level as Michael Jordan, how come you didn't, you know, at least take your team to, you know, the championship when Mike was gone? You had your opportunity when Michael Jordan was gone. You quit on your team. And he got upset about that being the last thing. Did that not happen? Did it not happen? He quit on your team. 
Like whether you felt like you should have got the last shot or not. And I'm not mad at him being upset at Phil Jackson for him wanting the last shot. If I'm if I'm a you know, as a fan of the Bulls, I would want Scottie Pippen to want that last shot. Like, yo, it's my time. So that's cool. Whatever beef you have with Phil about that, you take up with Phil after the game. You don't quit on your teammates right there. So that that to me was just kind of upsetting. And I don't think he's doing himself any favors as far as being remembered as a, as a part of that of that dynasty. And I think he's just got to shut up. And, and the worst part about all of this is, you know, Michael Jordan don't give a damn. You know, Michael Jordan is somewhere in Florida or Charlotte. Shit, he might even be in Chicago smoking a cigar and laughing at this type of shit. And, and to me, it's just a cry for help. And look like he has imposter syndrome. He's out here looking like a real player two ass nigga. And I'm really, really disappointed for Scotty, you know? So that's my sound off of that. I know that, you know, I went a little overboard with my sound off, my sound offs. Uh, a little, 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 uh, you know, shorter than that. But I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm tired of it, man. I, I'm tired of the nonsense. And I think, I think Scotty needs to, you know, needs to let it go, bro. He needs to let it go. So let's move on to our next topic of the day, man. We're gonna talk about a massive trade that uh, happened in the NFL, man. Von Miller, Von Miller was traded to, um. The Los Angeles Rams, man, and he got traded for a couple draft picks. Big, massive trade. Now, I know a lot of people out there were like, well, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Von Miller isn't the Von Miller that he was six years ago when the Broncos, you know, dominated uh, MVP Cam Newton to win Super Bowl 50. While that is true, I do think he has a little bit of juice within him. And if you look at the the uh, the the Rams defense, they got a great defense already. You've got three bona fide First battle Hall of Famers now, and Aaron Donald, who I believe is the best defensive player now in, in football, and actually I think he's the second best player in football in general. You've got uh, Jalen Ramsey, who might be the best corner in football, and now you've got Von Miller who come in, and he's coming in that line with not just Aaron, Aaron uh, Donald, but also with Leonard Floyd, who's been pretty solid. All he got to do is just play his part. You know what I'm saying? He can go out there and shake things up a, a little bit more. And to me, this adds to the madness of what's going on in the NFC West, which to me is probably the best division of football right now. And I think it's going to help him. I think it's going to help him. I think he's going to have like a little rebirth type of situation with the Rams. And if you're the Rams, I think uh, their ownership, their, their front office, and Sean McVay realized that, you know, I know they have faith in Matthew Stafford, but we all know at the end of the day, Matthew Stafford, one thing Matthew Stafford's going to do is trick it off. So, like, it's at least beef up our defense the best way possible, man. So I got to give a shout-out to the Rams for that, and I think that's a huge, huge trade, man, huge trade. It's always cool to see big-time trades in the NFL because it's not like Major League Baseball or the NBA where the trade deadline is actually pretty active. So that was something dope to see. Let's get into our storylines. Our storylines coming from uh, week eight in the NFL season. We got three storylines I want to go with. Let's start with the third storyline this week. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are flirting with fraud alert. They're flirting with my fraud alert because they have just not looked good. Yeah, they won this past Sunday against the New York Giants, but that shit went down to the wire, and they scored less than 20. I think it was 20 points they scored. And you can't be doing that against a terrible team like the Giants. I think the Giants might have the worst situation in football. Like that's a team where you don't literally have one viable asset, I don't think. You know, Saquon Barkley isn't what he's been. He's on COVID protocol now. He hasn't really looked like himself since coming back from that ACL tear. There's nobody else on this roster you want. Daniel Jones is terrible. Daniel Jones is terrible. And to me, there's a lot of teams going to be upset they passed on Justin Fields. But I definitely think that the Giants probably at the top of that list. So to me, it's just – for you to go out there at home and not blow them out is just it's just terrible. And you know, they're right now they're only I think they're like a game. I think they're like a game behind uh 500. I'm gonna do 
a little clarification right here um, for this team. Uh, right now, their record, the Chiefs' record is 4-4, four four, so they're at 500. And I think the biggest problem here that we see compared to last year is I don't think – I don't think that uh, Patrick Mahomes is broken. I think that might be an overreaction to say that Pat is broken. But for the first time in his career, Pat's got to actually work for it, which is actually different. You know, one thing Pat's got to learn is, you know, he's so used to making home run type plays. You know, these little showtime plays he's making with Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey. Now, this team isn't as good as it was in past years. The defense has never been good, but it's got awful right now. The offense isn't as good as it used to be. They have no type of running game, which really helped them in the past. So now he's got to learn – to understand that you can still score on singles and doubles. You know, you, everything don't have to be a home run play. He's got to adjust this game a little bit, and I think that's the biggest issue for them. If you look at their schedule, they've got a pretty tough schedule coming up, and it's going to be a rough time for them. There's, there's, it's not guaranteed the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs anymore. You know, and now they've got a situation this Sunday at the crib. They're going to be facing the Green Bay Packers without Aaron Rodgers, and I'll get to that situation in a minute. You can't afford to lose at home to Jordan Love. You got to go out there and you got to search your dominance. And if they go out there and lose this game, I'm officially snap slapping the fraud label on them because that's just – it's pathetic, to be completely honest with you. They got to shake it up. They got to shake it up. It's not looking good for what's going on in Kansas City. So my number two storyline coming into this week is the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the Tennessee Titans have been playing some good football lately. Uh, right now they are sitting at – Six and two in the top of their division, one of the top teams in the AFC right now. They're actually the number one team in the AFC, a six and two record. And now they got a huge blow. They got a huge blow. Derrick Henry messed his foot up this week, and he has to take has to have surgery. He's potentially going to miss the rest of the season, and this is huge for them because now that takes a huge aspect out of their game. Now you're relying on Ryan Tannehill to go out there and beat teams. And to me, Tannehill's strengths are that he doesn't have to carry the team by himself because he has such a great running back in Derrick Henry. And now we're really going to see what exactly Tannehill's made of, what exactly this Titans team is made of. And there's a prime opportunity right here for Mike Vrabel to go out there and win coach of the year to see what he can do with this roster with, with their best player out for probably the rest of the season. And if he does come back, you really can't expect him to be 100%. And what's this team going to look like if he does come back? So I think that's one thing that we got to look at, look at too. So I'm really interested to see how they're going to bounce back without Derrick Henry. Now, number one storyline coming to the week, something that just broke a couple hours ago. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will not be playing this Sunday against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs because he is out with COVID. Now, probably wondering why this is such a big deal. The big deal here is because the dude basically lied. Basically lied about being vaccinated. Uh, he said he was... Uh, I think it was the word was immunized. I'm trying, I don't know the exact word. Some type of bullshit word you used to kind of get the, the pressure off you. Basically saying he was vaccinated, but he wasn't vaccinated. And if you want to use the, uh, you know, he was answering the question like he was talking to the police and he really didn't lie. Cool. But you're following vaccinated protocols. You're being around your teammates. He never wears masks at the podiums you know he's out here at, at, at halloween parties with no mask being around the team and now if you're the green bay packers if you're a green bay packer fan you got to be understanding this team is on high alert right now who else could have possibly got it and, and, and you know i know, I know i'm gonna come off sound like a hater because i'm a bears fan and I'm, I'm a staunch aaron Rodgers uh hater but this is taking my bears hat off here and just looking at this as realistic i mean as you know as the situation is he needs to be suspended he needs to be suspended the team needs to be fine because this type of shit you can't get away with it, it's you're lying to the nfl 
and you're really putting yourself in danger. You're putting your other other people in danger too. Now, there's a whole other thing that's out right now about you know him taking other type of substances uh, to you know, to, you know, instead of taking the vaccine and that the NFL did uh, deem him unvaccinated, I haven't had a chance to sit down and read the whole thing. So I'm not going to go over here and say things that I don't hundred percent know, but this, there needs to be some accountability here. And also from the football perspective, now the Packers are in a, in a messed up spot. They're in a messed up spot here because now you're forcing Jordan love into this fray. You're six and one, uh, with, you know, in this season right now, actually they might be, seven and one let, let me let me let me double check that uh you know what i'm saying uh, see what exactly these dudes are they are seven and one my fault not six and one seven and one just come off that victory over on the cardinals that's seven and one and now you, we don't know how long he's going to be out because now that he's uh not vaccinated he's going to be he can't do anything can't practice can't be around the team for at least 10 days that's that goes up to november 13th and who knows if he'll be ready for next week so now this might cost him a buy you know what I'm saying? Or even worse than that. So that's going to be something that's going to be interesting to see. But I think that the NFL got to nail this down. There's got to be some type of punishment. Now, do I think there's going to be any punishment? Absolutely not. I think it's not going to be because he's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's one of the NFL's best players. And also, I think that the Green Bay Packers were also just as guilty in this situation. And I don't think that they're going to punish either of the teams. So I really want to see how Roger Goodell is going to uh, bounce back from that. Uh, now we get into our top three must-watch games of week nine. Uh, let's go to our top three. Number three, I'm going to go with Browns-Bengals. This is an important game for both teams. Uh, the Browns, I mean, the Bengals are coming off an embarrassing loss last week to the uh, the Jets, you know, the White Mike experience, which was pretty embarrassing for them. And the Browns, the Browns are just a hot mess right now. Everything with the Browns is is, is bad. They're not playing up into their, to their Super Bowl potential that a lot of people, not me, I called them frauds from the fucking beginning because at the end of the day, they're still the Cleveland Browns. And I'm going to believe that the Cleveland Browns until proven otherwise. And I see a lot of Browns fans are going through it. There's nothing worse than realize your team is who you, who they thought they were, you know, who you thought they were. You know, as a Bears fan, I found this out in 2019 when I thought the Bears were going to take that next leap after a great 2018 and moving to official Super Bowl contenders. Of course, we all know they did not do that. So this is a big game. And, of course, all the back and forth between Baker. Odell's not happy. You got Odell's father out here putting out videos of, you know, how open Baker Mayfield is and how open his son is, Odell is, and just Baker's not just getting to him. So there's a lot of things going on with this. So this is a big game for the Bengals. Can they bounce back from that terrible loss and, you know, reestablish themselves out here? And it's a big one because the Browns, the Browns lose this one. It's it's going to get even worse. And then you're going to put yourself even, even worse position the rest of the year. Cause now you're in a, in a position that fuck the Super Bowl. You might not even make the fucking playoffs. And that's something you got to deal with. And who knows what the ramifications that is going to be. So that's going to be a big game right there. Number two is Rams Titans. And this is a reason I say this is a big game because it's on the Titans. Now we got to see how the Titans are going to bounce back without Derrick Henry. The Rams are a good team. The Rams are the Rams really haven't played too many people. I mean, they had a great win against Tampa Bay, which was pretty impressive. But the one thing about the Rams is they're still taking care of business. Like, you know, you only you can only play who's in front of your schedule. I try not to schedule shame, but you only play in front of your schedule, you know, who's on your schedule. So when you're going up against mediocre teams, I look at did you did you uh, dominate them? And that's exactly what the Rams have been doing. They've been beating the crap out of teams they're supposed to be beating. So this is going to be an instant game to see what the, how the Rams are going to adjust to the Titans, how the Titans are going to adjust to the Rams without Derrick Henry. Can they go out there? This would be a huge win for Tennessee 
uh, to get there, be at home. Huge win for them in a nice little way that, you know, we can still, you know, stay afloat while Derek injury, Derek uh, Henry is injured. So that's something I'm going to be watching. Number one is Packers Chiefs. Now you might be wondering why is that number one, considering what we know about Aaron Rodgers. I consider changing it, but the reason I'm going to keep it here is because there's still all eyes on both teams. Are the Chiefs going to let, you know, the Chiefs is, is, are a team that let Daniel Jones stay in it last week. There's no guarantee they'll go out there and win there. Can they go out there and take advantage of a guy who's going to be starting his first game in Jordan Love? Can they go out there and take, take advantage of that and, and establish dominance and play Kansas City Chiefs football? And now on the Packers side, you get to finally see what you have in Jordan Love, you know, because they've been hiding. They don't, I don't, we haven't really got any direct answer on how Jordan Love has looked. And now all the spotlight is on you. Big time game for this team. You're seven and one. You need to continue to hold the four for Aaron while he's out. I'm interested to see how he's going to play. I know the Packers are interested to see how he's play. As a Bears fan, I hope he stinks. You know, y'all have been blessed for 30 years with Hall of Fame quarterback play. I think the buck, the buck needs to stop here. I'm tired of it. I don't want any more of this. I hope he goes there and stinks it up. I'm really interested to see that game. So those are my top three uh, games to watch coming into week nine. So now uh, we're going to go into my week nine predictions. Now, as of right now, my record is still 67 to 26. I did not have a show last week, so I did not have any picks for last week. So my record stays the way it is. Uh, We're going to consider that my bye week. So now we're going to get into our schedule for uh, week nine. Uh, The first game is tonight, Thursday night football, Colts and Jets. Mike White, Mike Wright uh, will be uh, starting again. I think it's Mike White, my bad. Mike White will be starting again. And Zach Wilson is still dealing with his injury. Going up against the Indianapolis Colts, who've been playing pretty decent football. Carson Wentz is starting to look better, and I think they're going to continue that trend. I think they're going to beat the Jets. I am not falling for uh, the Mike White experience whatsoever. I think he's bad, too. And I don't think it's going to happen right. I think the Colts are going to go out there and they're going to take care of business. Uh, the n- next game is Bengals-Browns. Bengals-Browns, of course, one of my top three games to watch. I think the Bengals bounce back. I think the Browns are just a mess right now. I don't see how they're going to bounce back from this. Baker's playing out there with one arm, and Odell and him are beefing right now. And I just don't really see how they bounce back. I think the Bengals are a legit team. I think the Bengals are a legit team. I think last week was just one of those games. You know, sometimes it's the NFL. You know, it's any given, any given Sunday. Sometimes you just get caught lacking, and they just got caught lacking last week. I think they'll bounce back and they'll get a win against Cleveland this week. Cowboys and Broncos, man, what? Last week was kind of a week of the backup quarterbacks. You know, you saw what happened with Mike White. You saw what happened. Uh, in, in you know in the uh the Saints game after after Jameis went went down. By the way, hope Jameis has a speedy recovery. Sucks that he went out there and, you know tore his ACL. Hopefully he comes back healthy next season and uh you know it'll be his team again. But you know they got a good win uh over the over the Buccaneers without Jameis. And then the Cowboys, Cooper Rush, man. I mean, if anything I learned from this, Kellen Moore is legit. Kellen Moore is legit candidate to be a head coach next year. Hopefully he'll be coaching on the lakefront, coaching my Bears. That's what I want to see. You see the progression he's made with Dak. Dak from when a, just a good quarterback to Dak is elite now. And just what he was able to do out there, out there and beat Minnesota on the road in a primetime game with the backup quarterback, I thought was awesome. And I think they're going to carry that. We don't know what Dak's uh, status is going to be this week against the Broncos, but the Broncos are coming down to reality as they have been the last couple weeks. They just traded Von Miller. I think they know 
what their direction is for the rest of the rest of the season. Like I said about Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater is what Teddy Bridgewater is. And I think we just all need to accept that. And I think the Cowboys are going to get a dub this week and they're going to continue on their hot season. Dolphins, Texans. This is a funny game because, of course, we all know the Deshaun Watson saga. Uh, he will not be getting traded to the Dolphins. He does not want to settle his legal uh, affairs with the uh, the alleged victims in this situation. I'm not going to get into the to you know that situation. If you watch the show, if you listen to my podcast, y'all know how I feel about Deshaun Watson and how disgusted I am by that situation. But on the football field. You know, Tua has been playing too, too bad the last couple weeks. The Texans are terrible. And I think the Dolphins will actually get a win this week over the Texans. Uh, Falcons, Saints. Uh, it's going to be, you know, Saints don't really have anything without uh, Jameis um, this week. The Falcons aren't good either. Um, but I, I have more faith in Ryan, Matt Ryan, than I do uh, anything the Saints got rolling. And you don't know. Maybe Falcons are feeling some of that Braves mojo. Maybe they go out there and do it, you know, in the, in the spirit of Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to go with the Falcons over the Saints this week. Raiders, Giants. The Raiders are really – the Raiders are having a crazy, a crazy season. Of course, we know the Gruden thing. We'll get into the Henry Ruggs shit later on in the show pretty pretty fucking disgusted about that but i do think they're gonna go out there and they're gonna win this game the giants are terrible like i said the giants have the worst situation in football right now uh they have the worst record in football over the last four or five seasons and i don't think it's gonna be any different than what we've seen the last couple weeks i think the raiders go out there and they went down pretty easily patriots panthers um the Panthers have come back to earth. They got a good win last week. Uh, Stephon Gilmore had a pretty good game in his first game as a Panther. Um, the Patriots have been doing just enough. They got a good win last week. Um, Mac Jones has been playing bad. I wouldn't say he's been playing great either. He's been the the definition of a low manager. Not low manager, but a game manager. Um, you know, last week he had over almost like 300 yards but didn't have any touchdowns. But I think that should be enough to beat the Panthers. The Panthers just fallen. You know, they, they won them teams like in three, four weeks, they were hot. But then we remember that Sam Donald is still Sam, still Sam Donald. So I'm going to go with the Patriots. Uh, Bills, Jaguars, it's another skip worthy game. I think the Bills going to win that one in dominant fashion. Uh, Ravens, Vikings. The Vikings, man, the Vikings, I think that Mike Zimmer is officially on the hot seat. Um, I think that uh, Kirk Cousins is a quarterback. They got to figure out what they're going to do with that because it's like he doesn't thread the needle. I don't think that Kirk Cousins is a bad quarterback. But he ain't a good one either. There's the worst place to be in the NFL is in the middle, and that's what he is. He's a middle-of-the-road quarterback. The Vikings have not been good this year, and I don't think that's going to change this week. I think Lamar Jackson and boys going in, they take care of business, and I think they're going to win this one. Chargers-Eagles. Chargers had a rough couple of weeks. The Eagles are bad. I don't, I don't, I don't have any faith in Jalen Hurts. There's really nothing about this team. They've got a terrible coach, and I think that the Chargers are going to bounce back and try to you know, get their season back on track with a win here. Uh, Packers Chiefs. Um, I changed my opinion over this after the Aaron Rodgers thing. I do think the Chiefs are going to win this one. I think the Chiefs are going to win. They have to win. Uh, you can't lose a Jordan Jordan Love at home. I'm not expecting much from Jordan Love. And I think the Chiefs are going to win this one a little easily. I, I, I'm I'm not I'm trying not to give up on the Chiefs because there's just so much talent there. Patrick Mahomes has so much talent. Andy Reid is a great coach. You would think that they're eventually they're going to figure it out, but time is ticking out for them, man. Time is after this. There's only seven more weeks in the season, so. That's something they need to watch out for. I think that the uh, that the Chiefs will go out there and gonna win. And they're gonna take care of this one. Next, Cardinals Niners. The Niners have a, a win over the Bears last week that I got to see in person. Uh, very disgusting 
performance by the Chicago Bears defense. Very disgusting. Uh, if you listen to 79 and Hallis, you will hear the disgust in my voice when you hear that. But the Cardinals, tough, tough loss to the Packers last week. I think they're going to shake that off, and they're going to get a dub this week over the Niners. My NFC title game prediction for the Niners being in there, not looking good. Not looking good. And that, that one's on life support. Rams-Titans, another one of my must-see games this week. I think the Rams go out there, they're going to win. I think it's going to be a little – I think it's going to be a hard-fought win. I think the Titans can fight. I just think that Derrick Henry absence is just going to be too much to overcome. So I'm going to go with the Rams with that one. Uh, usually I don't give my Bears picks on this show, but we will not have a preview podcast this weekend because we'll be traveling to Pittsburgh. So I, I think the Steelers are going to win. The Steelers have been playing some good football the last couple of weeks. The Bears don't have anything with their defense right now. We don't know if Khalil Mack is going to play. We don't know if Eddie Jackson is going to play with his hamstring injury. And you just never know what you're going to get from this offense week by week. Like I've been saying on Twitter, like I've been saying on the show, if you're a Bears fan, you just need to be paying attention to Justin Fields' progression. He had his best game as a pro last week. I think he can go out there and he can make some plays against the Steelers defense. But ultimately, I don't think they're going to actually win the game. And if you're a Bears fan, you really – I'm not going to say you should actively root for your team to lose because I'm not going to actively root for my team to lose. But at the same time, losses will help a lot with the bigger goal. And the bigger goal is to get a team around Justin, to get a system around Justin, to bring a new coach in, to get a new general manager here. And if, as I look at the Bears' schedule, I see two more wins tops. And I think this is a big one right here because they lose this one. This will be their fourth loss in a row. And you got a bye week. And you got Lamar Jackson coming in town. And you got a game against the Lions on Thanksgiving, which you should be the Lions. But if the Lions come in there winless, I don't believe they're going to go on 17. They're eventually going to be due for one. So the Bears might be due for an upset. And then the Bears got to go, you know, and get ready for Kyler Murray to come to town. So I only see about two wins max for this team. And I think that'll be enough to uh, instill change in 1920 football draft, man. So those are my week nine picks. And we're going to get ready to talk to the homie Mikey in a second, man, for our gambling picks. Shout out to the homie Mikey. Always join us, man. We'll be back on with us in two weeks when we're back with the show. Uh, let's get into baseball. Baseball. Welcome back. Welcome back to I'm Not Gonna Hold You. Uh, we've got our guest back. It's been a couple weeks. We got the homie Mikey in the house, man. Of course, it's been a long weekend for us. We were watching uh, the Bears embarrass themselves at the lakefront. But uh, how, how's it going, man? <laughs> it's all good, man. All good. Trying to get my voice back from screaming and getting at it with with Niners fans from that game Sunday. But uh everything's all good, man. Like thanks for having me. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, bro. So uh we going into week nine. Week nine here in the NFL, man. What what's some what's some bets you got going for us? What should we look for going into this week? Ah uh, man, last week sucked. I think for everybody that I fucking know, unless everybody took the Bengals, took the Patriots or you know took the Bengals to beat the Jets. Just for them to blow that, so uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to get this rent money back, man. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna kick it off tomorrow. I like, uh, you know, we got the Jets and and Colts, two bad teams. Carson Wentz has actually been playing all right, but he's still trash. Um, so it should be, you know. So at least we're gonna be in for a stupid finish alert. I'm going with Michael Pittman, wide receiver for the Colts, anytime touchdown at plus one twenty. Um, one thing Carson has been doing is is slinging the ball, and he's got a good rapport with this kid. Um, this this is gonna be somebody we're gonna be talking about next year, creeping into that top ten. Like I'm, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from him. He got size, he got speed, he's got hands, 
he's starting to he's starting to um, do some things with the Colts, man. So I I like him to score a touchdown at any time of the game, plus one twenty. Throw a hundred dollars down, you win one twenty. Um, then we're gonna slide over to uh to, you know to the Sunday games. Uh, we got some decent games this week. The Aaron Rodgers news kind of, you know, kind of put a huge damper. damper. <laughs> put, a, put a damper in that, man. But you know what? I think it's even more interesting now because we get to see Jordan Love, you know. Um, so you know, let let's see what let's see what the Packers have been hiding for our sake. Hopefully, he's ass, man, because I'm tired yeah, of them. If they if they hit all three in a row, I'm gonna be pretty fucking pissed. They hit all three in a row, man. I'm. I'm gonna go be a Bills fan or some shit. <laughs> Let me at least get to the Super Bowl and lose and have some right. <laughs> but uh, I'm uh, we gonna run with a little parlay, man. I, I really like the the matchups these games. We're gonna take the Ravens to beat the Vikings. Uh, we're gonna uh mix them in with the Cowboys to beat the Broncos and uh, Chargers, man. I think the Chargers bounce back. You know, I told you about Jalen Hurts like week two. He is not that guy. Um, and I I, I think they're gonna you know I think last week you know they flew to Foxborough. That West Coast trip going east, a tough game. Bill Belichick, you know, he's a mastermind defensively. Uh, Nick Sarani from from the Eagles, their head coach, he is not an NFL head coach. Well, they, I, a lot of people been calling him Cheesesteak Nagy. Is what it's yeah, here. Cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> Cheesesteak Nagy. That's funny, man. Nagy East Coast version. Um, I'm really uh, – he's not an NFL coach. Jalen Hurts is still – I don't think he's an NFL starting cornerback if you're really trying to win something. So, uh, I think the Chargers bounce back, man. I think they'll learn from their mistakes, you know, whatever mistakes they made last week traveling east. Um, and I think they go ahead and uh, and they take care of the Eagles. So, we're going to parlay the Ravens, the Cowboys, and the Chargers. It's plus 203, $100, wins you 203 bucks. Nice and simple. Um, and then, you know, for some single plays, we're going to take the Chargers outright spread, the minus two. I think they went by a touchdown or more. I like the Browns plus three. I know there's a lot of turmoil going over there with, with OBJ and Baker. And I I think the Bengals are right now going to hit a little spot in their schedule where they kind of come back down a little. And let's see how they bounce back. Um, they're still a very young team. Um, but I, I, I like what the Browns do with the run game, man. As long as they can run – run the ball and get after Joe Burrow. I mean, we did it, you know, we did it against them with the Bears, with our front um, and, and David Montgomery. So I really like the Browns, man, plus three, and I, I think they could win outright. Um, and for my last game, man, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. It's, you know, the, the price isn't too much, minus six and a half against the, the Texans. I think that, you know, they're going to put some pressure on whoever started back there. I don't know if Tyrod's back. He might be, but I still like the Dolphins, man. I, You know, for all the, all the slack that two, you know, the, that all the flack that Tua gets in the media, he's kind of been putting up some some nice games. That he's been you know, decent last couple of weeks. Yeah. He, he's been he's been decent, man, and you know, um, I, not, I not Chicago decent, just decent. Right, not say yeah, yeah, he Miami decent. He Miami right, exactly. Decent. All right, they're not paying attention to these games, no way. They want this. They want Deshaun Watson. Um, so you know, I'm I'm gonna ride with that, man, and you know, we'll see how it goes, man. The NFL's been kind of doing me bogus lately. <laughs> well, so that's our NFL stuff. Now, I want to get your opinion on the World Series. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We're both big baseball fans. Uh, Jorge Soler was the World Series World Series MVP. You had him on your list for at least people you want the White Sox to uh to go at. Tell me what you think about this team because to me this team proved that all you got to do is get your ass in the tournament. They won 88 games and they went out there and won the whole thing. Yeah, man, you just got to get in the tournament. And and I think it's a testament. I think we got to look back at it. Um, 
They play in a division that's 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 really weak in the NL East. But you have you had moments. I mean, the Mets were in first place for about yeah, two and a half yeah, weeks. Is, yeah. Then you had the period where Bryce went hot and the Phillies were there. I mean, I think it's I think it's, it says something, and it's a testament to playing meaningful games all year. You might not win ninety five to hundred games, but every game down the stretch for the last two months for the Braves, for the Phillies, you know, for the Mets, it, they were they were like playoff games. You were fighting yeah. for that, you know, for that division. So once you get in. You know, look who they went through. They didn't, you know, they, they played some teams that, that were hot. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, once you get in, like the pressure's off your back, you already know what it's like to kind of play with your back against the wall. Um, I was here at the um, at the Braves-Marlins uh, game. Um, it was uh, the July 10th, the day before my birthday. And I was there at the game that Ronald Acuna, um, you know, uh, tore his ACL. I was watching it. I saw it live. And if you would have told me, Back then, three months ago, that today we would be saying their World Series uh, chance, I, I I couldn't have put any money on that, you right. know. So um, I think that they built the team. It's, you know, it's, I like the fact that they didn't um, they didn't kick the can and they didn't say, oh well, Ronald's hurt. Um, you know, we lost Ozuna. You know, to, to his pending um, legal case. Let's just play for next year. No, they took advantage of. Freeman potentially, you know, being on his last year out, I think they found a way to make it work with him. Um, and they went and added, man. Everybody they added contributed, and not just for one or two games, for pretty much for the for the whole back end of the season. So, yeah. Um, I think that's something the White Sox need to, uh, you know, need to take a look at as far as for us playing meaningful games. I know you can only control what you can control, but um, you know, I think next year, and, and we've, you know, we've spoken about it. Our division is gonna get, you know, it's gonna, gonna get, get mildly, better. It's yeah. gonna get mildly tougher. The Tigers got some money. They went and hired a World Series manager, so it's not like they're just trying to, you know, a manager don't don't fill seats. Players do. Right, players exactly. and players are gonna want to come in and um and play for him. So um, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I think the Braves. I have went into it. Um. Shout out the germs. I told your ass the Braves were gonna win a six. Shout out, shout out the germs, man. I had to fuck with them a little bit today. <laughs> shout out the germs. I told them I got a screenshot. I said Braves in six, the date the game one. And he said, You don't really believe that. I told you. Um, I just thought they were playing the better baseball. Um, and clean baseball. If you look at it, the Astros, man, they take nothing away from them. They're a juggernaut, you know, yeah. as far as you know, uh, as far as you know, making deep runs to uh, you know, through the playoffs in the AL. But they 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 caught some bounces in in the in the first series against us. A lot and of against self, Boston, yeah. And against Boston, a lot of self inflicted you know harm was done on on both you know White Sox and Red Sox that kind of let you know you can't let you can't keep a good team in it for too long. Right. And and they took advantage and then you got you know losing Lance and and their pitching was suspect. You know, um, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with them. What happens with the you know, with the collective bargaining agreement, with all of that stuff, you know, and, and the hot stove, you know, hot stove is, is heating up. I'd seen the Reds made a trade today for somebody I told you I wanted the White Sox to get as a backup catcher and Tucker Barnhart. So, um, you know, they traded him to the Tigers. Tigers are Ooh, already starting to, Tigers already loaded up. Yeah. Yeah. Tigers are, you know, and I see that the Tigers are going to be looking at, you know, Correa, um, uh, Michael Conforto, these are all guys that I like, you know, that I think that could, you know, obviously Correa is a, is a super luxury, but Michael Conforto to put him in the outfield, I mean, they'll have money. They could possibly look at a Max Scherzer, Verlander reunion. Um, you know, let, let, let's see what happens. 
on the flip side too, you know, a lot of people going to wear play for the White Sox too. That's one thing we got in our back pocket. And anybody who's been to Detroit, Chicago's a much better city than Detroit. A hundred percent. It's not like the Tigers play in the suburbs. Them niggas play in Detroit. So in Detroit, ain't <laughs> in nothing. the middle of Detroit. There's nothing the out there. Yeah. And and I think you know, not for nothing, being able to host that you know the blackout game, that game three. Um, you know, and everybody seeing it on national TV. I mean, in Chicago, we passionate yeah. about about everything. You know, yeah. look at how we acting over the Bulls right now. You yeah, know, we acting like we ain't never been nowhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but that, but that's just how it is. We're passionate sports. Um, yeah. you know, Sports City. I seen Kyle Schwarber saying he might be interested in the White Sox if the you know if the call came. You know, who wouldn't want to come back to Chicago, especially after being there? Yep. I think uh-huh. Hoppy's on the table. I, I trust Rick Hahn. I think Rick Hahn is going to find a way to get the job done, whether it's free agency or through trade. I think he's going to find a way, man. So I, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to that. Um, as usual, bro, thank you for joining us. Let everybody know where they can follow you on all your socials. Of course, Meg. Follow me on JR underscore Solito. Um, NBA is active every day. Uh, so, you know, stay tuned. You know, if I post some NBA plays, man. I know you'll definitely, you know, shoot them out there. And, you know, let's try to get, you know, try to get some people this money, man. We in this for fun. It's not for fun. Definitely. <laughs> so uh, we'll holler at you in two weeks, bro. All right, my God. Be safe. Yes, sir. All right. Is uh, Joe coming on? Nah, he's not coming on. Either. All right. You just going to do the uh, rundown? Yeah, I'm just going to do the rundown. I'm just going to need to ask something real quick. Because that fucking Aaron Rodgers news flipped my uh, storylines around. Oh, and when you ready to start, just go. I'm not stopping to uh, start again. Okay, so I just I can do my own countdown? Yeah, so okay. when you ready to start, just go. All right, cool. I'm, I'm going to do like uh, when it gets to the gamble with Mikey part, I'm just going to take like a five-second poll so I can go right into the, the World Series thing. No problem. All right. Shout out to the homie Mike. Always join us, man. We'll be back on with us in two weeks when we're back on the show. Uh, let's get into baseball. Baseball season ended. The Atlanta Braves are the World Series champions. First World Series title since 1995. And, of course, we all know that legendary team uh, full of first battle Hall of Famers, John Smoltz, Tom Glavin, uh, you know, uh, Greg Maddox, Chipper Jones. Uh, you know, I know, I know I'm missing some other guys on that team. Fred McGriff, this is a legendary team out there. You know, they won 14 division titles in a row and they went out here and won. This is huge to me. It's huge for the city of Atlanta. You know, Atlanta, you know, they get a bad rap. I think they love their sports. They got great sports fans out there. And they just had so much bad luck lately. Of course, you know, people still make fun of the 28 and 3. I don't think they're ever gonna let that down. Uh, you know, the Hawks are looking good, but the Hawks, you know, they, they didn't win a championship last year. And you know, they were celebrating a soccer championship, you know what I'm saying? And you know, much respect to that soccer team that won, but America don't watch soccer. Let's just keep it a buck. So for them to actually go out here and win a real a real, you know, sport championship, I think it's dope. And I think the story is dope too, because this proves in baseball, all you got to do is get in. If you get in, nothing you did the five, six months prior matters. Get in and you got a chance. This team won 88 games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The Rays won 106 games. I mean, 101 games. Didn't do anything. 
The Giants and the Dodgers won 106 games, 107 games. Didn't matter. The White Sox won 93 games. Didn't matter. These dudes won 88 games. They lost their one of their best players, you know, in July with Ronald Acuna Jr. going down with the ACL tear. They were under 500 headed into 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 August. And you, know, I got to give credit to that front office for going out there and, and addressing these, to taking care of what they need to take care of at the deadline. You know, bringing in guys like Jorge Soler, who was huge, obviously, he was named the World Series MVP. And I just think it's a good story. It was fun for baseball, man. It was, it was, it was good, good season. And, and you got to give credit to them. They, they did not have an easy road. They, they won. I didn't pick them in one round. They won this year, not one. You know, in the first round in the DS, they were going against the Brewers. Thought the Brewers were going to sweep them, as I said on the show. Did not happen. They go against the Dodgers and they go out there and they get revenge for blowing that three-one lead last year in the bubble, um, and going out there and taking care of business and beating them in, uh, you know, in, in, in six games this year, and then going out there and knocking out the team that's been dominant and dominating the, the American League over the last five years. That's the Houston Astros, man. I just think it's it's great. So I get my, you know, tip my hat to them, tip my hat to their management, tip my hat to them players, man. I'm really happy for, uh, you know, you know, Dansby Swanson. You know, I'm happy for, you know, Ozzy Albies, and I'm very happy for Freddie Freeman, man. Freddie Freeman is basically Mr. Brave right now, the new era Mr. Brave. He was great, had a home run in the clincher. He's going to get paid. He's going to get a massive payday. If the Braves are smart, they do the right thing. They get that man a lifetime contract. Do not let him walk. But if they do walk, Rick Hahn, I hope you're on line one. And as a White Sox fan, to me, it shows that the pitching, if the pitching was better, they'd have won, you know, because, you know, that's pretty much one pitching and clutch hitting, man. And you know, Jorge Soler, you know, and the crazy thing about that, he won his second World Series to the day. You know, he won his first World Series uh with the Cubs on the same day he won his second one. I thought that was a pretty cool stat. He's gonna be good. Wouldn't mind to see him on the south side either, man. So I gotta give my shout out to the Braves, man. World Series champions. And now as a baseball fan, we 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 kind of see what's next. We don't really know when the season's going to start. CBA conversations are going to strike back up. I'm expecting them to be extremely nasty. I would not be shocked whatsoever if this season doesn't start till May or even June. Um, I don't think the whole season be we be canceled. Hope, hopefully, knock on wood, the whole season isn't canceled. I want to see baseball next year. And as a White Sox fan, I want our window to stay open, man. So it's going to be really interesting to see what's going to happen uh, with that. Um, our last topic before we get into Goofy Mog of the Week, let's talk about the NBA. We're two weeks into the NBA season, man. I've got a couple bullet points I want to get over. Let's talk about some hot starts in the Eastern Conference, man. The Bulls are six and one, the Miami Heat are six and one, and the New York Knicks are five and two. Now, it's too early, you know what I'm saying? We got like 70 plus games left. You can't be making bold proclamations either way, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I do think that all three of these teams have showed. Uh, you know, show reasons why I think they'll be pretty good regular season teams. I think these are all teams, all three of these teams going to be battling for that three to five spot in the East. I think Miami is looking great. You know what I'm saying? Bam is taking to the next level. Jimmy doesn't have to carry the load as much now that he's got Kyle Lowry on this team. And defensively, they've been great. You know, offensively, they've been, it's just been a real total package, man. I really, really like what I've been seeing from Miami. The Knicks, I think the Knicks are going to be a pretty good regular season team. I do have them uh, finishing as a playing team. I don't think they're going to finish as a top six seed. Not a lot of Knicks fans are going to think I'm a hater because they beat the Bulls last week. That's not a reason. I don't think they fixed their problem. Uh, I like Julius Randle. 
I don't think he's a franchise changer. And I think we've seen that when he was in the playoffs last year, he folded. I mean, even in the Bulls game last week, you know, he missed some key free throws at the end, which opened up the opportunity for those not just tie, but to win the game on that last possession uh, by DeMar DeRozan. So I think they got a fix for that. I'm not too sure Kimba can stay healthy the whole year, but I do think regular season-wise this team can hold it down. So that's interesting to see. Now, my Chicago Bulls, amazing start. Six and one, our best Derrick Rose was reigning MVP. Um, I think it's fun. I think it's fun to watch their legitimately appointment television again. I can't tell you the last time the Bulls was appointment television. So it's good to see them. It's really good to see DeMar DeRozan, who said that they didn't know how him and Zach Levine was going to fit. A lot of media uh, uh, was the worst pickup of the offseason. Not just the Bulls' worst pickup, the worst pickup of the the offseason, which I thought was ridiculous when it came out. And I think it's even more ridiculous right now. This team would not be 6-1 without DeMar DeRozan. And I just love I love the defense. And, you know, they got some some holes to address. And I'm not going to jump off the deep end and say this team's going to the East Conference Finals. But I do think they have enough to get that five C like I predicted them at the beginning of the year. And it's just a great, great situation for them. The, the fans are back. I went to the game on Saturday where they played the jazz. And, you know, I haven't been to a Bulls game in a while with that energy. You know, last time I went to a Bulls game was 2018. And the loudest applause of the night was when Khalil Mack was shown on the big screen. So that just tells you how much team, how much the city really hasn't cared about the Bulls. The Bulls haven't given us a reason to care about them in a long time. And just to feel that energy again, I thought was pretty great, man. So those are, Three teams, I think, have enough to sustain it in the regular season. How does how they're doing the postseason has you know remains to be seen. Now, on the flip side, you got the contenders who aren't starting off so high. You got the Brooklyn Nets, you got the uh who are starting off rocky. They're not playing bad, but they're playing rocky and they're not playing the way we expect them to play. And you know, I think this is just you know the first two months of the NBA season, really just a glorified training camp. You know, people trying to get the players trying to get their legs on each other. You know, trying to get chemistry with uh, new teammates, and you know, adjusting to the NBA game. Especially after last season, where it was a shortened season, everything was rushed. A lot of players were hurt. I think this is the first you know time in two years where people really back into a real type of flow, and I think it's going to take a while. You know, while I do think that you know. Russell Westbrook isn't the best fit for the Lakers. And I said that when it happened. Uh, I do think they'll find a way to balance it out for the regular season. I think all three of these teams will be fine. I think it's going to take James Harden probably a minute to adjust to the new rule set. But great players find a way. And I think he'll find a way. I'm not worried about Kevin Durant whatsoever. I'm not worried about LeBron James whatsoever. These guys are uh, megastars. They know how to play. They know how to get the teams involved. There's no worries on that front for them. And, you know, I know it's funny to get early season takes out, but let's relax. At the end of the day, these three teams, I believe, are going to be one of three, one of three out of final four uh, on the conference finals at the end of the year, man. So I just tell Laker fans, if you're a Laker fan, relax, breathe. It's going to be all right. If you're not a Laker fan, might want to ease up on the jokes because I don't know if you'll look that good in a couple months. <laughs> so that's what I got to say about that. My last NBA topic, Dame Lillard, man. Now I said on this show, when the show first started in the summer, that Rumors are saying that I believe he's going to get traded by All-Star Weekend. Some people came out, refuted that, said I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. I stand by my source. I stand by my take. I feel even stronger about my take now, about my source, that he's going to be traded by All-Star break. Because at this point, Dame, is what are you what, what are you hoping for? Now, I know you like to be loyal. I know you like loyal to the grind and all the other bullshit. I get it. But rough on the grind, my nigga. He's too great of a player to be rotting in, 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 in a Portland. You know, you're not going to win a the championship there. Players aren't going to join you in Portland. 
I need him to leave. And I'm really interested to see what's going to happen, especially with the Blazers really, really underachieving this year. I'm really interested to see how they're going to address that whole season. And I think this is just the beginning of Dame Lillard Watch. And I think it's going to be going on the next three months heading into that February deadline, man. So that's my NBA talk. We're going to wrap this up with our Goofy Mog of the Week. It's a real somber Goofy Mog of the Week, man. Uh, you know, I really think that this situation is sad. Um, for those of you who don't know, if you've been under, uh, you know, a uh, rock, you know, uh, Henry Ruggs III got arrested, uh, charged with DUI that led to a murder of a, of a young lady, 23-year-old lady who died in her car. Cars on fire. Her dog also died. And this is drunk driving. He had a high. He was drinking a lot. The man was driving 156 miles per hour. Uh, even when he left the scene, sped off, was 127 miles per hour. It's ridiculous, bro. And I just feel like, you know, it's stupid. All this shit could have been avoided. I really don't have any sympathy for drunk drivers. And it's always a person who wasn't drinking who has to suffer the fatality. Like, it's like we always see people who didn't drink and they're the ones who passed away. You know, a short life. She's only 23. You know, think about her family. Think about her friends. And I don't have any. I think I think he's a fucking jackass. All that could have been avoided. You got way too much money for that shit. Call the fucking Uber. Call Lyft. You know, take yourself out of that situation. And I just, you know, and I see some Raider fans out there. I'm not going to categorize the whole fan base because every fan base has their idiots. But you're out here worried about trades, especially Derek Carr's brother, David Carr, talking about trades and looking at the football aspect of it. Nigga, somebody lost their life, bro. And I just, you know, football fans are a different kind of breed. Like, they really only care about what happens on Sundays. I thought that shit was weird, man. And I just really, you know, I think I think Henry Ruggs third is cooked, rightfully so. I don't think there should be a place for him in this league with nonsense like that, nonsense like that, and just you know, no, no, no type of accountability. What are you doing driving 156 miles per hour? It's just stupid, man. It's just stupid. And I hope he gets whatever's coming to him, man. And it's just it, it, it's ridiculous. And you know, my prayers and thoughts go out to that family. Uh, all her families and friends, man. I, I know it's tragic. I can only imagine what they're going through. And, you know, the Raiders did the right thing by releasing them right away. Now, the NFL is the NFL. I, I won't say he's done, period. I would not be shocked if we're sitting there 2026, 2027, he finds his way back on the roster. But in the long term, in the short term, man, he's done. Uh, the Raiders got rid of him. And, you know, I hope he gets the full extent. You know, I don't, I don't like to see, you know, black men go to jail, but shit like this is stupid. It's stupid and it's completely avoidable, man. So I'm going to give my goofy mug of the week to Henry Ruggs III. So we're going to wrap it up. It's another episode of I'm Not Going to Hold You. It's episode 16. Uh, You know, bear with me with my makeshift background. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> got to do what we got to do. I want to get, get y'all some content. I'll be traveling from Chicago back to L.A. So we'll be back the week after that, you know, around Thanksgiving to give y'all an episode for that. So, you know, keep staying tuned. Keep staying locked in. We appreciate it. Y'all watching. Um, The views have been getting up each and every week. Let's continue that. Thank you for your support. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Barbershare Scott. Uh, you can follow the Barbershare Network at Barbershare Net on Twitter and Instagram. Follow HB Media, HB Media TV on Twitter, and at HB Media on Instagram. Subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash Barbershare Network. Get your $5 package, got your $10 package. Support. We appreciate it. I wouldn't be able to go out here to Pittsburgh and, you know, all these other places covering these Bears games without y'all, man. We really appreciate that. So hope y'all have a good rest of the week. Hope y'all have a good weekend. Stay up. We out.
triple double hat trick. I know the code too. Ice tray, go for tray. Yeah, we cold too. Getting paper on this player. Haters, old news. Money on the other line, so I'm not gonna hold you. Money on the other line, so I'm not gonna hold you.